Hey, so I want to talk to you real quick about Canva. Canva is amazing. If you've never used Canva, you are missing out. Here's the deal. Back in the day, we used to like have to learn complicated, difficult to understand, you know, design software stuff. And it was like not very easy, right? I never really got good at it. And it was a huge obstacle for me because I wasn't able to create beautiful things I wanted to create until I discovered Canva. So with Canva, you can easily create social media posts. Like I'm talking all different sizes. There's sizes custom for each platform. You can even create Instagram stories, Facebook stories, everything in Canva. You can also create presentations. You can even create business cards in Canva. You can do it all. I absolutely love it and I use it every single day in my own business and I also use it in the work that we complete for our clients. It's absolutely the most used tool in all of my businesses for sure. I wanted to tell you about it because I don't want you to miss out any longer. Try Canva Pro for free for 30 days and support the Social Sunshine Podcast and you are going to love it. All you got to do is go to socialsunshinepodcast.com slash try Canva Pro. Bye. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that the show could include some grown-up language here or there. <laughs> Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 125. I am your hostess, Brittany Cross, and welcome to another episode. I'm so happy that you're here. This is an extra fun episode, okay? It's really about the fun with these guests that I am welcoming, uh, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey of the Neighbors Don't Knock podcast, which they are fellow Houstonians here in Houston, Texas, where I am. And they have this really fun podcast of their own that they welcomed me on last year in 2021. And um, and it's so funny because you, as you know, if you've listened to this show before, that this show is really focused on social media marketing, online marketing, business, uh, social media, like content creation. It's super social media uh, centric here, of course. But these guys are not social media experts. <laughs> and if you're wondering what in the hell are you doing having these guys on your show, Brittany, it's because I wanted to have some fun. I like them. I like what they're doing. I like their vibe. And I wanted to have someone like an outsider almost coming in and giving us their perspective of the whole social media scene. We had so much fun. We talked about uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, which is a soccer player who I, I've only known who he was for like the last few years. I know he's a really big deal. I know. I get it. I get it. I'm sorry. I'm not a soccer person, but um, he's like the most followed man on Instagram right now, I believe. And uh, we also talked a little bit about Kylie Jenner because she's apparently the most followed uh, woman. Uh, and, you know, it was just fun, like diving into this conversation. So um, get ready to laugh. We had some drinks. We had a good time. So that's coming up here in just a few minutes. Um, first, I want to uh, remind you that early bird registration for the Small Biz Social Society 2022 Retreat, which is called Social Success 2022, 
early bird registration is open. It's happening. Like I can't, I, I can't even, I'm, I, my mind is blown. See, I'm like speechless. It's hard to even talk about this topic because it means so much to me. So if you are keeping up with things in my world, then you already know that I run a membership called Small Biz Social Society. But the point is not that. The point is that we're having our first event, like in-person event. And this is like a retreat event where like people are coming from all over and we get to spend the weekend together. And I've been planning this for a long time and I'm just like, I'm excited. I'm emotional. I'm nervous. I'm all of the the things because it's just a really important, special experience to to plan for for everyone in this really amazing community that I run. So, um, if you it's for it's for members only. So, if you're not already a Small Business Social Society member, you can just join. <laughs> it's not that hard, um, and it's not expensive, and it's so welcoming and fun. And you're going to get social media help and business help and all the things. So. Uh, I highly recommend it uh, if I do say so myself. So anyway, so I'm stoked that that's coming up. You can, if you want to, you can go to Small Biz Social Society because it has all the information there about the retreat and all that jazz. But so that's been a buzz in my world lately. Also though, I wanted to have a little chat with you as I love to do. Um, Let's take just like five or 10 minutes and go over something really quick because I recently posted on my Instagram. If you don't follow, it's at Brittany Crossan, B-R-I-T-N-E-Y-C-R-O-S-S-O-N. Okay. Recently, I had posted about how how social media helps me earn six figures, but I wanted to get a little bit more detailed here or like a little bit more focused and have a little chat with you about my videos because I I tell you and others, people, anyone that will listen, (laughs) that my, especially my treadmill dancing videos, just because those are so unique and and fun, but my videos in general are what helps, like they're like my biggest marketing tool ever. And I didn't even really intend for that (laughs) to be the case. And I think that a lot of people are confused on how. Like, what do you mean? You post a video of you dancing on your treadmill and then you somehow make money? Basically, yes. But <laughs> but it's different for everybody, right? So in this case, I'm not referring to like being an influencer in the sense that like um, I'm making videos that are entertaining with like some sort of product placement to where, you know, I'm paid by a brand or something to show their product in my video. It's It's not that. For me, it's actually different and it's actually really, really cool the way it's worked out. And I and I know that you could probably find a way to do this for yourself. Maybe you don't dance on treadmills, but maybe you do something else. So what I mean when I say that the that the videos help me grow my business and make money is because those videos that I'm doing, the dancing on the treadmill, the dancing on the spin bike, dancing on the floor, even comedy stuff, like all this fun stuff, right? I'm I'm drawing, that's how I'm first like introducing myself to people on social media, essentially, right? Somebody that is really into funnels would probably call that the the beginning of my funnel, whatever. But I, the point is, is that that's how I'm drawing people into me. And it works because one, it it is unique to do some of the things that I do. So that's cool. It stands out. But two, it's because it's real. It's me. It's like, I actually want to be doing that. Okay. I want to be dancing. I want to be performing. I've been performing since I was a child. So this to me is like the bee's knees. Okay. Like, please. Oh no. Don't ask me to dance on camera. Oh, you know, of course I want to. Right. So because I want to do it and because it's authentic and genuine and I'm enjoying myself, the audience can tell. 
the eye, that 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 goes through that camera and into them, into their soul, into their 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 minds to help them laugh or think or feel or whatever that they're doing. And so by using an existing talent of mine, a dancer, a performer, in my content, I am attracting people to me in a genuine way. They're they're being attracted to me, the real Brittany that just loves to dance and have fun and inspire people. All right. Does that make sense? So so if you're still like, okay, still, how does it make you money? Well, here's the thing. It's like advertising in general. I mean, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like I'm getting people's attention that way. Cause marketing is, is about, you know, messaging and, and getting people's attention. <laughs> That's really what it is. So I'm getting people's attention with these videos. I'm saying, Hey, look at me, look at this, look at what I'm doing. Do you enjoy it? Come on, follow along and have fun with me here. But I'm also making sure it's very clear what I do in my business in, in, in multiple ways, right? So it's say, let's, let's take Instagram, for example. Well, if someone sees one of my reels videos and they love it and they want to follow me and they want to look more into what I do, they can just go to my Instagram bio and it's very clear. It's very clear. My, my businesses are listed there. Like you can see fun, love media. You can see this show, social sunshine podcast. You can see, um, of course the membership, small biz social society. It's very easy to understand that I created those things and that those are my business, right? And then, of course, if you click on those, you can go find more information out about each one of those. And I have gained clients because they saw like my Fun Love Media clients, which is is our agency work. So we are doing like done for you services, like um, social media management, content creation for social media, email marketing, like for businesses. So they don't really have to do much at all. We do the service for them, right? Well. I've gained so many of those clients because of these freaking silly fun videos. Seriously, our most recent new client came because she saw my treadmill dancing videos. All right. So the point is, is that I took something that was genuine. It has to be genuine. You can't be faking that shit and pretending like you're a a dancer or a makeup expert or whatever the hell, you know, something genuine to you. I took that and I put it out there on front street in front of the whole world. And I'm drawing people in that way. And then whenever they're really, really attracted to me, just in my vibe, then they might go and look and learn more about me. And if they happen to need my services from Fun Love Media, or if they happen to, you know, want to advertise on a podcast, or if they want to be a member of a membership, like, then they're going to do those things because they saw me in those videos and it attracted them to me. And you're building that no like, and trust factor by showing up and showing your face and being in your element. For me, it's like in this fun performing element. For you, it might be in gardening. Okay. Anybody that's been with me for a long time, you know I love the tomato garden analogy or, or not really analogy. It's really more of an example. So if you, if your thing is a tomato garden and you have the best, most amazing, juicy, delicious tomatoes in the county. And that's like your thing. This is a big deal in your life. You really give a shit about this tomato garden. It's a big deal, right? Well, you could share about that. You can talk. You can tell people how they can make their tomato garden. You could just simply have videos showing how you're doing things. You could have photos of you in front of the garden, having fun, smiling. You can make all your content revolve around something that you're passionate about. And then you can sprinkle in talks of your business. Always remind people what you do for your work. You should never be too shy or ashamed to do that. 
Because you just never know when you could meet someone that it's that connection and they could use your services or your product. But you don't have to always be out there, quote unquote, selling, selling, selling. Not necessarily. That approach works for some people and that is totally cool. Whatever, whatever freaking works for everybody, right? But if this sounds more appealing to you, then maybe you should give this a try. Creating content around something that you're passionate about, that you genuinely love in your life anyway, drawing people into you, getting their attention that way. And then when they see what you do for your work, then they can choose to work with you or buy from you because they've been seeing your stuff and they really trust you now. Okay, so I hope that makes sense. That's what I mean whenever I say that these videos help me make money and help me grow my business because they're getting people's attention. I'm getting people's eyeballs on me. Now, it's not, not the only thing I do. There's a lot of things going on over here. We're always working on new things and this and that. But because I enjoy it, I'm going to keep doing it while I enjoy it. Why not? Why would I not? Why would, I, why would you stop if you enjoy it and it's working? I mean, come on. How, how fucking magical is that? So think about this. Give it some thought. Have you, have you been not getting the attention you deserve on social media? And it doesn't necessarily mean a number. It could. It depends on what you're doing. Some things it matters to have bigger numbers, like it's super helpful, and some things it doesn't matter so much. So it depends on your situation. But if you feel like it's lacking, if you feel like your social media presence just isn't really working out the way you want to, and you've been at it for a while, you have to give things time. You do have to have some patience. Okay, you can't be just at it for like two weeks and then be like, oh my God, it didn't work. Like you have to actually try for a while. But if you're feeling that way, and you've been trying to sell or you've been trying to just make content about your products, about your services, or just to educate about what you do and it's not working, maybe it's time to change things up. Maybe it's time to take everybody and show them your tomato garden. Maybe it's time to juggle on camera if that's what you know how to do. Maybe it's time to make content alongside your dog because you love your dog so so much. There's ways to weave this all together to make content that represents you as an individual, yet still let your business grow as a result of that effort. So I hope that was helpful. I just wanted to give you some insight on how that works for me. I'm going to zip it now though, because I want to get to this interview. <laughs> like I told you, it is so much fun. Brian and Philip are cool dudes. They are Houstonians. They are podcast hosts. They had some really funny things to say about social media just as observers, but also some really insightful stuff and some really interesting stuff. So I hope you have fun with this chat that I had. Coming up next is Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey of the Neighbors Don't Knock podcast. Today's guests are the co-hosts of Neighbors Don't Knock podcast, which I was honored to be a guest on last year. Welcome my fellow Houstonians to the Social Sunshine podcast, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. Hi. Hello. What's going on, Brittany? <laughs> hey, Brittany. What's going on? Thanks for having us. Uh, yes, of course. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Um, I know you guys are busy and all the things, so it's um, it's you know, after 7 p.m., we all have a drink. Um, oh, you, <laughs> cheers. Wait, cheers. They're, they're, That's they're right. This is cheers. this is our first <laughs> wink, wink drink. Cheers. Virtual cheers. <laughs> they're first. Yeah, I was telling I was telling you guys before we started recording that usually I'm recording this show during the day, in the middle of the day, like on a Monday, talking to 
some like online marketing expert or social media professional or whatever, you know, and there's definitely no wine involved, but it was you guys. And I knew I could pour me some wine and I would be in good company. So, Oh, we are special. (laughs) Either that or we're very bad influence. I was was about to say, I'm I'm, I'm simultaneously flattered and embarrassed. Thank you for that. That's wonderful. Y'all are amazing. Um, Okay. So before we have some kind of like fun social media banter to, to have, together in a little bit. Um, but first, I really want you guys to just introduce yourself, if you would, please, one at a time, tell the audience who you are, um, what you do in your like work life. And then after that, I would love to hear how the start of your show, because you guys obviously have your podcast, but whoever wants to go first, go for it. Yeah, you want to go? I, you, me? You, yeah, I, oh, you, you go, go first. Okay. Uh, well, it feels, yeah, it does. It feels awkward if you go first. Indeed. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, well, thank you for having me. I'm I'm so glad for all you listeners out there uh, that listen to the Social Sunshine podcast out there. Um, my, I'm Brian Chambers. I, I'm a, a local actor here in Houston. I also teach theater uh, when I am not on stage. And, you know, it's been a joy and a thrill and that's actually how you Brittany you and I met was on stage uh and through a production and so I'm continuing to do that and I just I I love it when I'm again not on stage either performing or directing you can find me uh coaching swimming uh you know in the pool and I I I coach a a plethora of of athletes from triathletes to uh, high school swimmers so it's kind of I like to check off all the like the passions in my life and then figure out a way to make money doing it so you know we're still yeah. figuring the money thing out, but, <laughs> but the passion's there, but no, uh, no, I really love it. And, and, you know, I, I met kind of Philip through, uh, uh, well, I'll let him introduce himself and then we can talk about our, our love story of how we met. <laughs> our, our virtual couple. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure right. I love hearing about us talking about that as, as is, I feel like I spend three times more with you than I do with my entire family. I know. I know. I, times I, more time you know, around. we would get each other in the divorces. So. <laughs> So. <laughs> that might be true. <laughs> that might be true. Uh, Brittany, my story is much, much less complicated. My name is Philip Goffrey. And again, thank you for having us on the show. This is too cool. Um, I actually, uh, my day job, my, my day life is in the oil business. I actually co-own a small refined oil products brokerage firm here in Houston. So not, uh, not as glamorous as Mr. Chambers is over here. And we, um, we, we met through our wives actually. And yeah. then, like so many people, when the pandemic hit, we were, we were chatting one day when I was traveling actually. And Brian's like, do you want to start a podcast? I said, well, yeah, yes, yes, I do want to start a podcast. <laughs> he didn't hesitate. That, that was, I, I, I didn't even, it wasn't like red flag or anything like, well, he answered that really fast. And, but I also <laughs> asked it very quickly too. So, <laughs> well, I, I actually, I remember asking two questions. I said, one, can I drink? He said, yes. I said, great. I said, two, can I say anything I want? He said, yes. I said, done. <laughs> well, hey, I have good news for you, Philip. You can drink and you can say whatever the fuck you want here too. You're good. <laughs> yes, there you go. I know my mom won't know how to get a hold of Brittany to, to scold us for, for swearing on. We are in That's life, true. Life. Like if there's something you don't want your people to hear, now's the time to say it. <laughs> but yeah you know we met and we decided to do this you know the podcast is called neighbors don't knock you can get it wherever you listen to your podcast uh, we drop new episodes every friday uh, we have a, a wide variety of guests from all over the u.s and we uh, like to say we're expanding our neighborhood uh, by getting to know our neighbors and other people and what they do what they bring um what, what they inspire and and problems that they have and that, that we have. And, you know, one of the things that when we did start this podcast was 
you know, we just wanted a, a place where we could come and not necessarily break bread, but in a sense, but have a conversation and be able to say things that, you know, stop being polite at times, right? And use a little bit of humor because life sucks a, a, a lot. I mean, it, it really does. I mean, life is great, but life also sucks with a lot of things. So why can't we laugh at some, why can't we laugh? Yeah, right. So you might as well. Right. I mean, well and, it, and it's okay to, it's okay to laugh at certain things, you know, and it's actually good medicine. And we just began enjoying our conversations, meeting so many wonderful people. And, you know, we've had a, a great variety of guests and, and we're in our season four right now. And we will be doing a season five. And we have a great lineup coming up of guests for season five coming in July, starting in July. And, but, but don't, don't stop listening now. We still have season four to go. You see, Brittany, this is why I let him go first because that was just so complete and concise. My whole, <laughs> what he said. You know, typically I, I ramble and then the long winded person and, and, and Philip, when he gets passionate about a certain subject, that's when he goes into it. Well, it's funny being able to see myself on the monitor as we do this recording because I catch myself being just the, the sort of Muppet, just nodding my head. Hmm. Uh -huh. Are you really going to bring Muppets up right in front of me? It's like dangling a dog tree and like, here we go. Yeah, I love the Muppets. You know, <laughs> I've been trying to get him. We, I've been trying to get him to get a Muppet for each of us. And we do the whole podcast just as our Muppets. Look, I have, a, I, have a, I have a 10 year old that loves puppetry and we got enough for a puppet show in there. So y'all just let me know and you can borrow. That's what I'm saying. The neighbors don't knock version. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to bring up a that's what she said joke. Come on, come on. That's awful. All right, moving on. From that. She said we could say what we want. All right, yeah. all right. You totally can say what you want. That's it's all five o'clock somewhere. Anyway, so yes, uh, you know, so that's that's our podcast. I mean, we, like I said, we are continuing to grow. We love it. We love our our listeners. We. You know, we're always open to hearing from, you know, other people. And so if, if you, any of your listeners are interested in, you know, reaching out to us, we'd love to hear from them too. At the very least, they yeah. should go back and hear when you were on our show. Absolutely. So your be... podcast was a lot of fun. We had a, we had a good episode. It was, that was a, it was a blast. It was so fun. You guys are so fun. You, I don't know. You're just meant to do this together. Clearly like the podcast together. Y'all, I don't know. It just you think, you think if we met like 20 years, Philip, 20 ago we would have already had our own like tv show you know you know move man, over ellen yeah the man show would have never existed <laughs> yeah that's true we would have had a better version poor, of it poor jimmy kimmel would be some nobody somewhere <laughs> nope you know? sorry well you don't need women jumping on trampolines i don't know where they came up with that idea that that was good I, you know need, need is a relative, a relative uh, <laughs> thing Okay. Oh my god, you are hilarious. Okay. Oh lord. Okay, so I want to ask you in the 90s. <laughs> okay, I want to ask you a couple more things about your show before we have some fun social media chat. Can you I mean, I, I don't want to ask you to pick a favorite because I know you have a lot of really great guests that you care about a lot. But like what are what are a couple of like episodes or guests or both for your show that have stood out? You know what I mean? Like something that was special or extra funny or extra cool or whatever. I would love to hear your favorites. You're making me dance like a seal. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Philip Phil really yes. has a, has a yes. yeah, I know you have yours. I, I do. I do. Normally, I would not be able to answer that question because I, I 
I actually think that we've had so many incredibly talented people on the show. We've laughed so freaking hard that it's hard to keep track of it. But but one always stands out in my mind. We had a gentleman named Gene DiNapoli on the show. And Gene uh, is the leading Elvis impersonator in, in, nor- in the Northeast, in New England. And he has been for quite a long time. And he's just got this fantastic career. And he is absolutely unfiltered. Not just an Elvis impersonator, actor too. Like he was, yeah. he was in Scorsese's film, The Irishman. Uh, he was he's done a couple of other things. Uh, he, he backed up uh, Belushi. Uh, he, did. He, he also he also had some choice words for Belushi. That's true, so. which was which was great. Which I was like, can we put that? Are we like, you know, he also sounds like if we made a wrong step, we love Gene. Yeah, Gene DiNapoli, If you're if for some reason you come across this interview, we love you, man. But yeah, big I, shout out, aka Mr. Entertainment. Mr. Entertainment. Yeah, but he, I felt like we took a wrong step. <laughs> Like that was it. We were swimming with the fishes. I mean, he literally sounded like he was straight out of the Sopranos. There, there were definitely a couple moments <laughs> where he was like, "Yeah, you know, you boys got something good going on." So uh, I'm I, willing to chat. I know it's like, all right, yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, yeah. No, but he's doing some really great things. You know, aside from his entertainment, what make made him as a guest really, really interesting and phenomenal is he's continuing to do all of that. But he's also working with guys because his neighborhood has guys that have committed crimes and been in prison and get out of prison. And he really works with people like that um, and their stories and helping them tell um, their redemption stories and going through their next steps in life. So, I mean, he's a really fascinating guy and a lot of really cool twists and turns. And it was it was just kind of a coincidence that we that we came across uh, each other's paths. Yeah, yeah. So big shout out to Gene DiNapoli. What about you? Do you have a favorite episode? Um, you know, I'm I'm really really torn. I'm really, you know, Christina Wells has always been one of my favorite uh, guests that we've had on the show, uh, local Houston artist, uh, and we've had her on multiple times. But I, I'd probably have to, and, and I love her to death. I, uh, shout out to, to Christina, much love. But I probably have to say. My favorite was uh, Mr. Kevin Cooney. Uh, we had him on yeah, in, in a great episode in studio. Just so many wonderful stories. You know, Kevin and I, he's a, you know, an actor, um, a movie screen and, and stage actor. And he's he was in the original uh, production of Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, you know, uh, here in Houston. But he's worked with everyone from, you know, uh, Warren Beatty to Tom Hanks to Gene Hackman to all these, you know, you know, my mom loves him just for the fact that he's the Harvard admissions and legally blonde where he says, L Woods, welcome to Harvard. Y- you know, that's Kevin Cooney, you know, but he's been in so many things and he had some really cool stories, but he, you know, he served in the military. He's got a big family, heart of gold. And, and he really understands, you know, what it's like, you know, being in the entertainment industry as well as ways that we connect as as people and and wonderful wonderful stories i've never laughed so hard and i don't know if it's because of all the the wine that we drank together uh (laughs) during that episode but it was it was so enlightening and so fun because we there was a very big age gap uh you know between us and kevin and you know it didn't feel like that it felt like we were all just friends getting together and hearing his his stories and and really learning more about how much of a remarkable man he was and not just what he did on film um, or stage was just uh, amazing. And I loved it. Uh, tons of laughs in that episode. Oh my gosh. That is so cool. You guys, I see, I knew y'all have some good answers. Um, I just giving everybody even more reason to go and check out your show, follow the show, 
did I say follow or subscribe? I think it's follow now, right? I don't know. Anyway. Well, were- smash that. Smash that subscribe button. Is oh. that, are they still saying that? No. Oh, please. Smash it. You guys have a really, you all have a really cool show. So definitely check out the show. And of thank course, we'll put all well, that. Thank you. We'll put all that we- in the show notes and everything. Um, thank okay, you so, so much. So if you're wondering why in the hell Brian and Philip are on the show today. <laughs> Someone said, come. They're like, yeah, just sit here. Here's a microphone. She's going to ask you. The pretty lady's going to ask us some questions. We're like, oh, good. Okay. okay. Hey, uh, well, here's the thing. Hey, what do you want? Know, so as Brian said, we were in a play together a long time ago. Brian, it's been five years. I can't even like. Blow I guess. That, yeah, that's really not that long, is it? Five years. <laughs> Pan- pandemic adds t- it adds seven years with the pandemic. Right, I mean, right. <laughs> all extra. But so that's how we met, and of course, like you go through experience like that with people, you really try hard to at least somewhat stay in touch because you have a special experience being in a production like that together and everything, as you know. So I'm so glad that we have because then you guys asked me on your show, and I told you guys back then I was like, I'm gonna have you on my show. I know my show is about social media and about marketing and business and all these things, but like we're still gonna do it and ha- make it fun, and that's what we're about to do. I have a few questions I'm going to ask you guys that are social media related. And I think it's going to be super cool for the audience to listen to this because it's the way that most people chat about social media, right? We're not talking in some sort of professional terms. We're just chatting as audience members watching these people in their, in their social media. So the first thing I want to know is when y'all started using social media, you're personally, like, did you hop on the MySpace thing or was it like AOL chat rooms or is it Facebook or like, what was your first experience do you remember that i d- i definitely remember mine do you want to do you want to go first with yours sure sure i mean I, I, why not we'll switch it up a little bit <laughs> Ooh, uh-huh. just because i had to take a drink oh fair enough that's a good reason actually that's the best reason uh I, my, my first experience with actual social media as we know it today was actually mindspace um my mindspace you mean myspace myspace did i say mindspace yeah i think so <laughs> that's why my first person too <laughs> No, honestly, I, that's, I, I thought it was nice I was thing. like, yeah, let's not date. Let's not I date now, each how other. Many drinks yeah. have you had? Ah, it was, it was mine, MySpace. Ah. No, no it, it was, it was, it was, it was MySpace. Uh, was my first uh, experience on social media, on the social media that we know of today. And I, I think I carried that all the way through when I moved to Houston in two thousand three. And yeah. my my very next one was Facebook. Yeah. So that's, that's how I got my. Yeah, that's how I got my start on it. I, I actually started on AOL, but that's not social media. Well, instant messenger and all, actually, you know. Yeah. And, okay, wait, wait, so wait, I mean, let's, let's ask Jasper, Brittany, is that social media? It's, like it's, AOL not, chat? it's not technically, but I bring it up because I think it's like it was like the gateway, like it led us into this communication online and stuff. So you had your chat rooms and your and your messenger and stuff. But I well, mean, I would say I actually did a lot of the chat rooms stuff. Yeah, for, for, for a while, yeah. <laughs> but as far as being on social media, you know, I, I'm with Philip. I started in, I guess it was in college, you know, I started when MySpace came out, you know, we jumped on and you could customize and, you know, that was when I had to do C++ and coding stuff. So, so some of it was pretty normal, right? Just cause you're like, Oh, customize your own stuff and put slideshows of pictures and 
You're all, I had a little like playlist on my thing yes. of certain things and yes. there's all kinds of stuff. And then of course you, you, I like, I threw up all these crazy like backgrounds and colors and all that. I mean, I got really into it for a while. I'm shocked. And, I know. I'm not <laughs> shocked. I know. I was really into it. And then it was, I think, I still remember this. It was junior year of college for me. Um, so I graduated in 06. So uh, for anyone wondering, so it was junior year in college. And the girl I was dating started doing MySpace, and that was when it was just universities. And yeah. you couldn't, Facebook. it wasn't, yeah, Facebook, sorry, Facebook, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I switched from MySpace to Facebook when it was still just universities. And it was junior year, and I actually probably wouldn't have started one had she not, the girl I was dating not got me and started it for me. So she just signed me up, and, you know, I had my, my college email was my login and all that. Right. You know, for for a short period of time, and, and then I and then I just you know I switched it over, but I kept up with it. But that that's kind of how I got into it. So interestingly, I actually started a Facebook account when it was still limited to college students as well. But the only reason why I did it was because I was so fascinated that somebody was trying to take MySpace down, and I loved it because when I, when I first saw MySpace, I thought, hey, this is cool, but why can't anybody create this site and just do this? And then everybody told me I was completely nuts. Like, oh no, it's huge. It's a big company. You can never, I'm like, no, really? Like, why can't somebody just come along? Someone was already creating it. You just didn't know it yet. <laughs> and then Facebook comes along and dethrones MySpace in like, you know, a popcorn fart in a blink. There they go. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I called it. Where, what's going on here? You know? Yeah. That, it's yeah, a that, 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 that's like you had the idea for Got Milk. You know, it's like I had that idea like 30 years before that. It, no, <laughs> no. Well, I, I heard from some like uh, spiritual psychic something lady. I don't know that like ideas are like, like if you don't take action on them, they like float away to somebody else. <laughs> So maybe your ideas just floated. <laughs> Who did that float away to? That's Who did so you, Harry you? Potter. You know what? He is from the Northeast, so you Harvard was close. True, true. <laughs> That's true. That's very you true. Didn't have to travel far from Ithaca. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> enough. Except, except in the movie version, it's always like a bunch of normal kids hanging out, but really, oh my god, I've got a wonderful idea, Winthrop. Oh no, I thought they did pretty good with the with the social network movie when they're like in sweaters and you know the guys from the crew team, which is all actually true. Uh, Afghans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, whatever. Like all I need is a movie. I wish you know. Actually, you say that Brian about MySpace and the music. Like somebody, why is nobody doing that now? That's so exciting. Like you could go to somebody's MySpace page and you like jam out to whatever song. I know it, it was like you could see a list of what the. I think you could only put a limited number on yeah. there or something like that. I couldn't remember, but you'd like put. You would have as soon as you would click on their their thing you could change your theme music to your slideshow or whatever. And it was, it was a lot of fun. It was kind of a lot more fun to look at photos because you're just jamming out to like whatever music that they had. And you had the option of muting it because some people's choice of music was not yours. So, cause I would remember going to a couple of my friends. I'm like, yeah, mute, <laughs> but I wish I could do that at the red lights, but what? Mute somebody else's music. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Turn it down. When it's like, hey, Siri. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Did the house come to life? Seriously, though. You're, you're, you're sitting there at the intersection of like Kirby with. <laughs> like, oh, this is awesome. This is, this is yeah. yeah, he must be on that new Facebook app. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> I didn't I didn't need to hear NPR this 10 seconds. Thanks. That's wonderful. <laughs> no, I you're, you have a point though. I, I'm kind of interested why they actually looking back of it, like you brought up the music aspect. I mean Well, they tried though. I mean, Apple tried. Apple tried to to turn iTunes into one great big social networking thing with musicians and it and it bombed miserably. No, but I mean I I think they tried to take it a step too too far, in my opinion. I I I think by putting something like if you have a featured slideshow or something that's on your page and you could put one or two songs that that would, you know, obviously approve songs by Facebook or whatever. You know, it doesn't have to be the whole song either. You know, it can be clips of that. You how know? many of yours would be soundtracks from Star Wars? Like how many? <laughs> I would only specific that. That's why I do the reels. That That's how I do the reels. Sure. <laughs> I was going to ask you about reels, Brian, specifically, because like, like you could be like using these uh, sounds that are not not Star Wars music. Um, <laughs> like the, wow. wow, hello, bus. I, I can see where <laughs> this conversation is going. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> um, but, you know, like the sounds where it's like a comedy clip or something and actually like perform and stuff, you would be really good at that. But anyway, that's a problem. No, I, you know, it's, it's, it's something that as, as users of, of social media, that we've gone, you know, I, I don't know how to put this uh, elegantly, but as we get older, you know, keeping up with everything that that comes into trend and what goes out of trend, it's not a priority for us, but at the same time, because we are living in a digital world, it's important for us to at least know what's going on. You know, so for doing reels, we may not do everything that every other person does, but at the same time, you know, I introduced, Philip to Bitmojis. <laughs> That's true. I, we had a whole episode on that. Yeah. Prior to the launch of Neighbors Don't Knock, I had no idea. What we actually had was. an episode called What the Fuck is a Bitmoji? Yeah. <laughs> I had no clue. No, was, and then I was getting pictures like for like a week straight of all the Bitmoji things that they could do. You're it like, people listening right now, they're going to go listen to the episode and you're going to fight. <laughs> It, it was really fun. It was really funny, actually, because, you know, I, like I said, I, I, I'm i not uh, stupid as far as when it comes to social media, but I choose to participate in, in selective stuff and not saying that not that saying that all social media is bad. I, I don't think all social media is bad. Um, but again, it just it depends what works well for you and what you like out of it. And and maybe Philip has a different take on this. I, I feel like there's so much out there now that it, it it's really, you know, you obviously when you're doing marketing things like your business and, and, right. you know, and, and when we use it for business purposes, you know, not, you know, we like to use the, the bigger sites and the, you know, the things that people are going to gravitate towards, but there's so much. And I don't think that we need to use all that. And I honestly think there's going to be a small decline. I think, it, I think it's, it's kind of plateauing as far as like where, the social media is going. I think it will always be there, but I think of all the uses and some of the the platforms that keep popping up. You know, TikTok became really big, and you know, you see all these other things that are trying to almost—I don't want to call them copycats, but just a branch off of that. But it feels like a copycat, and I just—I think that right now it, it's reached a small plateau. I think we're at a, a kind of a plane in my opinion. Cause so, well, cause there's been so much growth 
when it comes to social media over the last, especially the last two years, um, clearly, but, you know, over the last, I mean, really, if you think about, think about what you were saying about MySpace in like 2003. I mean, we're not even really at, we're just about at the 20 year mark, which oh, so weird to say that, but you see what I'm saying? Like in the big picture, that's still a young industry. And so like it did so much so fast. I think you're right. Well, And, and again, that's why I think that it's plateauing because yeah. it did so much so fast. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I also think that video is becoming the next big push because it is because you look at you look at like we talked about reels and you talked about all the you know the video stuff that goes out there the 10 second stuff that was being done youtube has continued to grow in bigger ways than some streaming services right you know and so i really think video is going to be where everything is moving towards mm -hmm. but i i'm not counting out all social media i i just i i think that you know facebook specifically uh and other platforms that are, we're normally used to we're gonna kind of see people taking a step back from that right right yeah maybe so you might be right because that's it's a lot there's been a lot going on okay I mean, my my opinion my opinion of course for the <laughs> listeners i have no crystal ball i mean i could be absolutely <laughs> wrong and you know, that's, that's why I didn't buy stock and that's why I'm sitting where I am and not in my, man, not in my mansion. <laughs> okay. I want to ask you guys. The Yahoo points on that one. I want to ask y'all, I don't know if y'all have your phones with you, but I want to I do. look, I and mean, this is a, a nice show. We're not here to talk shit, but, um, you know, I just want to get your first impression because I did some research and I found out that unless it's changed, clearly it can change very quickly, but I think Cristiano Ronaldo is the most followed person or at least man on all of Instagram. And I'm looking at it right now and he has 410 million followers. Now, I don't know if any of those are fake. I don't know how, you know, somebody like big like him, but here's the thing. First of all, I don't even know who he was until a couple of years ago. Cause I don't follow, follow soccer. Well, I know You're not a soccer fan. No. So uh, I'm oh, told, yeah. see, I don't have the appreciation for this man. I understand that women think that he's beautiful. And like, I just wanted y'all to look at his Instagram. Well, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt the underwear ads where you I know, mean, it's like the, what, yeah, the it's 12 like, pack and tan. I mean, the Portuguese underwear, man. He's like chilling on the bed right there in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's his eighth picture down. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, soccer, this? soccer fan, oh, like soccer players, when they score goals, they rip off their shirt or they slide on the ground. I mean, it's just, a, it's kind of a thing. He's yeah. the new David Beckham. Oh. He, he really like David Beckham, you know, and, and Posh, they were like the, you know, Ooh, right. And everyone knew David Beckman, Beckham, even if they didn't know soccer, like Philip, yeah. do you knew but David Beckham was right? Oh, believe it or not. Yeah. See, yeah. there you go. And, and so, I know who he is, so exactly. Right. And so, and he's a big guy with social media and, and, uh, you know, Ronaldo, he's been around for a long time because he's played for many, many years. I mean, I, you know, I was, my family, uh, my brothers are, are into soccer and things like that. So, mm -hmm. you know, we, we follow sports and, and stuff. So I knew who he was. I never followed him on social media. It doesn't surprise me. He is also now one of the highest paid or has been consistently being one of the highest paid players ever. And just, you know, he was also very outlandish with his stuff, you know, the way he was on the field. And so, I, my take on it, and this is just my take and my first impression, because you look at the pictures now, right? Right. Family man, model, doing good in the community. Not that he wasn't doing any of those things, 
now it's front and center of those aspects. He's right. a little bit older. He's, you know what I mean? He's, right. he's a little more seasoned, you know, with, with, with his life choices, you know, of what he wants the world to see. He's also on a, like doing something on a world stage, which, you know, is kind of, I mean, his job alone puts him in prime for social media, like gold, right? right? He's oh, everywhere cool. in the world, everywhere in the world. You know, the most iconic pictures ever to take. Like he could just snap a shot of wherever he's at and be like, oh, that's an Instagrammable shot. So so so, so until uh, this this fine day in the year 2022, I had no idea who this guy was. I just looked him up and um, I was OK with the eight picture, eighth picture, rather being a half naked dude sprawling across the bed. He's a gorgeous man. Until you just said he's been around forever. So I looked it up. The guy was born in 1985. Do you have any idea how bad about myself I feel right now? Like this <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. He, he's not that much younger than us. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just like, you're like, wow, he looks really good for his age. <laughs> Thinking to myself, God, this guy gets no sleep and drinks too much bourbon, too. Yeah, that must be. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you know what? If we had trainers like waking us up and working us out every day, I'm sure we could look like that, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure he trims the jawline beard just like I do to look a little bit thinner in the morning. I, you know, he's, Portu the... he's Portuguese, man. He's Portuguese. Oh, <laughs> they just have that nice, that nice. Nice tan yeah, Okay, how many? What, what's the population of the U.S.? I don't even know. A few hundred million? What is it? Three hundred million? Oh no, it's it, what is it? What one? Uh, it's like a billion? Two billion? No. Oh shit! I don't know. I should have googled it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to gain perspective well done, on this. If he has four hundred and ten million followers, like how? So. Like, so yeah, population of the U.S. is right around 330 million. Oh, oh yeah, I was way off. <laughs> more, I mean, more than the entire population of our country, people, not only, like, even more than that know who he is, right? But, like, took the time to go to Instagram to follow and so that they could see the picture of him in his underwear on the bed. I mean, good for him. I, you know, good it's very him. interesting because we always, we talk about today, we're not a superficial you know, society, like we don't, you know, like, oh, you know, women of all shapes and sizes, men of all shapes and sizes, right. you know, we're equality, things like that. But you look at social media still, and you can still see that there's a standard that people love. And, and I think that he checks all those boxes. You have world renowned traveler, you know, in places. I mean, if you put this, if he was only living in the U.S., you know, getting some of the, I'm sure there's, there's gorgeous places here in the U S but some of the places that he goes, you're not going to get those type of photos nope. and, and people love to see things that they never can see. Yep. And, and I think that's the the popular and the draw to Instagram. And he just has access to so much. Right. I, no, I mean, he's, right. and, and again, I, I I'm not gay, but he's a gorgeous man. <laughs> you know, if he made a pass at me, if he, if he looked at me straight in the eye, Philip, I don't know if I could say no. Well, okay. But let's think about this for a second, right? Like what, Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about Small Biz Social Society. I created this mastermind membership back in 2020 because I wanted to help as many ambitious entrepreneurs as possible shine on social media. This amazing community is going strong and is filled with smart, creative, and fun members that are all rising up together. 
Small Biz Social Society members get access to a huge catalog of social media, online marketing, and business education led by guest experts and yours truly. And we add new classes and resources every single month. A member favorite is definitely our monthly power hour chat where members join me in a live Zoom call to have a business powwow. It's so fun. And the support is priceless. This membership is your one-stop shop, your main resource for online marketing and business guidance. And at just $18 per month, it's a steal. You don't have to do this alone. We're ready to welcome you with open arms. For more information, head to smallbizsocialsociety.com. What sells a, a paperback romance novel? It's but, not. It's not the content of the book. It's the cover. Uh, I thought that was a rhetorical question. I was no, like, it's on the front. Exactly. Yeah. Right? If you look sex, at the, sex, still sells. Sex sells. If you look at the classic paperback novel, you've got a Fabio-looking guy most of the time, like the classic '90s Fabio, long hair. He's usually like shirt buttoned down to here, riding like a horse or something, and like a little bit of battle damage, like he's bleeding from his arm. Yeah, scar no scars are sexy. You know, scars are totally, sexy. Right? But, but, but you know, it, it just sells. So the fact that this guy's eighth picture is him naked on a bed, basically, that's what's selling his Instagram. It's not because he's well, edgy and interesting. I, I, I think I. Agree with you but at the same time you look at some of his other videos on there and some of the reels he's showing them things of, of what he does in his life again that it's when you have somebody that experiences things that others don't have any clue and I, and I think this is where the positive of social media can come into play you're getting to see a glimpse of what their life can be like now the, this is where it's deceptive to me you know, in my opinion, is you're you're seeing only a sliver, right? Yeah. You like right before, and everyone knows it's like it's like shooting a movie. You could have a bunch of shit right up until you call action, and then it's gold, and then cut, and it could be <laughs> shit again. Okay. So you know. Okay, hang on. So <laughs> I I challenge I challenge, and here's why. Do you guys remember uh, Hot Felon? The the gentleman who went viral, who was who uh, yes. became famous for his mugshot. Yes, he had the like the blue eyes and the yeah. yeah 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 super symmetrical face, right? Ripped tattoos everywhere, the yeah. teardrop, the works, and he, and he becomes a runway model because of his mugshot. Remember him, right? Yes. Okay, so his name is Jeremy Meeks. I just looked him up. He has one point six million followers on Instagram. Okay, and and if your point's going to be well, yes, he's he's doing interesting things. People, hang on. I also, I also, I also just, I love the, time, the rebuttal. I also just took the time to look up Mr. Gary Busey on Instagram. Now, Gary Busey does interesting things all the time. And he, and yes, he's he, lived, yes, he does. He's lived a life that nobody, very interesting. Okay. But, but crazy pants, Gary Busey has only 64 and a half thousand followers compared to 1.6 million but um, is felon the other thing i'd be curious is how often is gary Busey posting and and putting stuff up evidently quite often but it's not it's <laughs> not the most flat <laughs> well with that with that face <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's exactly the picture that we were looking at yeah. Yeah. I mean who doesn't love gary Busey? <laughs> who does who doesn't love gary Busey? but honestly it's, if, if you think about it, again the paperback novel is selling because of the sex appeal. It's not selling because 
you know, well, it's I, the it's a players. I, doing I think the interesting thing with dolphins. Right? No, I mean, I I still I th I still think would argue that there is there's a mix between yes on certain profiles and certain people that you're following on social media that it, it's about that it's the marketing it's about the life that i want right versus the other people that you see like take arnold schwarzenegger you know uh, you know we had um uh chef uh, chris shepherd on the show and he follows arnold schwarzenegger on instagram and he told us he asked us he's like do you follow arnold schwarzenegger and we're like no he's like you should you know and so all of a sudden I'm now following Arnold Schwarzenegger on Instagram and watching him with his pet donkey, Lulu and Whiskey, you, you know, like just, you know, working out a Lulu, get down, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's just like the you see a glimpse into his life, but you also see the other thing is you see the marketing and the life that, ooh, the glamour and the life that I wish I could have or experience, but then you also gravitate to the people that show you the normalcy or just the everyday things that you can laugh at that we do. And you're like, Oh, I love that. And, yeah. and I think that's where that's why it becomes just this, this seesaw of balancing with social media. Yeah. Yeah. Because feeding your pet donkey birthday cake and singing to it is pretty normal. <laughs> That's uh, well in California, apparently. Fair enough. And, and <laughs> California. Open, open concept living. <laughs> it, is, it is the left coast. Okay. okay. So speaking, all of your um, speaking of sex appeal and whatnot, sex sales, let's go to Kylie Jenner's Instagram. Now, look, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, Philip, you didn't know who Kylie Jenner was before today either. I'm not sure. But, no, we, we know the Kardashians. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, now we're, we're familiar I with the Kardashians. Be, I'm, I happen to be a fan. Now, I don't know these people. I just mean like of the show and stuff and no shame in my game. I'll, I'll shout it from the rooftops. I have so much fun watching them, although she's a smaller part of the show. But anyway, point being is that you were talking about sex sales. And if you look at Miss Kylie's Instagram, who is apparently the most followed woman, on Instagram with 316 million followers as of today. I'm sure it'll grow by a million by tomorrow. Um, she definitely, now recently she was pregnant. So she has some pregnancy photos, which are adorable. But if you go down a little, I mean, talk about sex cells. And I have so many questions about her body, but this is not, it's not that kind of show. <laughs> I'm, just well, very, I'm very curious. I, my problem with Kylie Jenner is <laughs> there a lot of what, and, and again, I, I could be wrong, but it feels like a lot of the photos and things that are posted that she posts, airbrushed, professionally done, yeah. things that you're just like, you know, if you were just to pull out your iPhone and snap a photo, that's not what would come out. No. Even, even with iPhones today or, you know, cam with cameras as good as they are on phones. Right. That's not what would come out. That's gone through some some edits, some, some touch-ups, some things like that. So that's yeah. my issue, you know, with what, is posted on her Instagram specifically. I, I don't take it as real. It's it's all fantasy. Well, right. so so probably to um, Mr. Ronaldo's credit as well as as Kylie Jenner's, you're talking about somebody who's 24 years old and she's worth an estimated 700 plus million dollars. So she has a team of people that are doing social media for her. Right. Yeah, right. That, that's I mean, also true. All, curated, very specifically chosen for a very specific audience. Personally, you, you, you said no shades. I'm not going to throw any shade, but I am disturbed by how many followers both of these accounts have. Um, because I, 
I, I think that it's it's a bit scary, right? It's, it's even if it's just because people want that to see that life, the lifestyle. Well, yeah, side. but you look at at Ronaldo, who is a world renowned soccer player, and soccer is the number one sport in the entire world. Yeah, but again, nothing on the Instagram is about soccer except for the occasional picture of him or maybe like a short I mean, clip of a kick. I mean, yes, but when you get that, when you get to that level, though, that becomes a different thing. Right. You know, this I, I guess the same thing with her. But you, you I mean, yes, I guess the, the Kardashians had the show, and then they launched into that, and then the, you know, clothing lines and makeup and all this other stuff. But I never got the big deal about Kylie. You know, and, and I, I'm, I, I never really understood the big deal about most of the Kardashians. And I have watched some of the show, like when it was in its earlier goings and things like that, you right. know, and Chloe married Lamar and all this right. stuff. You know, I, I followed a bunch of that, but I, I never got what was so big ab about them and that people just gravitated so much to them because I don't, I don't think that, in my opinion, they're not the ideal beauty of of what i feel and that's why i'm just like kylie like right. you say sex, sex sells you know that's fine i love the fact that people are embracing being pregnant and having that that's kind of the new thing for a while it was you know oh we we do the pictures with uh you know now we're you know coming in 2022 or something there was like you know with or a pair of shoes and then of course we oh, had yeah, the gender yeah. We had gender reveal parties that were put on social media where, you know, you had all right. this stuff. And, and so now I, I, it's the pregnant photos and things like body is beautiful and things like that. Right. But it's, it's interesting that Kylie's doing that. And I think it's, it's a complete marketing ploy because you look at all the other photos before she was pregnant and it's all like you were saying, sexy, you know, right. and, and you have to think about the, the, their kids, once they get to a certain age, these photos are out there forever. Right. You put it on the internet. It's out there. It's out there. They're going to be able to find that. Right. So, I mean, do you really, and I guess that my question would be if I sat down with them, I'd be like, are you, what you're putting up there, is that something that you want to be seen or have someone see it in 20 years? Well, Brittany, educate me a little bit since this is your world and your entire business. When it comes to the influencer side of social media, which, which really to me, especially with Instagram, seems to be sort of the the real kind of backbone of the money generation of the whole thing, right? Is this concept of, of marketing via these influencers and how much value there is in that. The Kardashians seem to me in my, my very <laughs> tunnel vision, narrow, ah, I don't know what you're talking about kind of world. There it is. Um, it was, you know, I'm like, I'm like the guy from the 1950s. He got transported and suddenly has a podcast because I'm usually cool. No, you're you're the, stuff. you're the old guys from the Muppets that up in the gallery. I, I, yeah. oh, there go the Muppets again. <laughs> yeah. see, see. Any chance I can to yeah. throw it out and there. Every time. But, 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 but tell me, it seems to me that the Kardashians were really sort of the original, if, if not the original influencers, they were really the ones that, that kind of showed the world and big corporations, how powerful just a personality yeah. can be. Yeah, no, media. you're you're right. They they're definitely early adopters. I would say Paris Hilton before them. Yeah, um, yeah. I was gonna say Paris and, and uh, Richie. What's her name? Uh, they're, yeah, Nicole, oh, no. yeah, Nicole did. But yeah, but you're right because they did get the TV show, and it's so interesting how a TV show, and even in the time that we're in right now, where television is so different, right? You have so many platforms and so many options. It's still so powerful because you are in someone's living room on a like regular basis weekly or you know however the show goes and when they started man like reality tv was still really new 
um, because they started that show like, holy crap, I don't even know, uh, 12, 14 years ago. It's a long time ago. And I feel like but they weren't they weren't the first, though. If you no. want to go back, you go back to MTV. Yeah, yeah. No, they weren't the first. They weren't the first, but they were one of the first like families. Well, the the Osbournes and then and then them as far as like big families on television. And, and I did like the Osbournes. And they I, I love the Osbournes and then the, like the show. Osbournes. I don't know. I don't know the people, but but yeah, no, I do. You're right. It is a huge uh, deal. And especially in Instagram, you know, as far as like the influencers go and they did lead the way for a lot of people, you know, and it's, and you're right. When you look at Kylie's page, it's all very, um, it's all very polished and whatnot. But I think that kind of like Ronaldo, like that's what people probably go to her for. Like, it looks like you're looking at a damn magazine. I mean, I'm scrolling, I mean, I'm literally, these are yeah, It's like a GQ or a Victoria's Secret or anything. Yeah, totally, it's all. Totally, it's but that's what people what... want. That's what people want whenever they go to the Kardashians or the Jenners you know, to follow them. That's do do you think, let me ask you this. Do you think that's what people are going to continue wanting? I, I know we say that now, but do you, do you see a shift in this or do you I don't think, think this I is... don't think that it'll ever go away completely. I think that sex will always sell. And even if it's not sex, maybe beauty or something that's aesthetically pleasing or whatever you want to call whatever it. Whatever our definition of beauty sure, is. Sure, like time, something yeah. beautiful or lovely or fascinating to look at or whatever it is, right? I think that's always going to exist. I think it's probably human nature and it's and it's fine. There's nothing wrong with wanting to look at pretty pictures, but I do think that because of things like TikTok especially, and then it led the way into like reels and YouTube shorts and all this stuff, is that we are in a time now where candid and a little bit more raw is really really accepted and celebrated i mean if you if you spend some time looking at videos on tiktok and you compare it to like looking at instagram reels tiktok is so much more raw and like you're liable to see you know a mom in her messy bum and no makeup and you know twerking you know with her toddler <laughs> background and just not being so polished is what i'm trying to say so i think people are really embracing that now you know a lot no, and and i think that that's where the positive of social media comes yeah. into play I, I really do. And I think that that's, that's fun. You know, yeah. I think that's enjoyable at that point because you're not watching a commercial. You're not looking at something that, that is unattainable. You're just like, Oh, I do that with my dog, you know, I, you know, or the, you know, my kids do that or, or whatever it might be, or you just kind of need a moment to just kind of laugh or smile at something that you're not worried that went through like four editors <laughs> before it was published. And you're just like, you know, Right. I, if I wanted to watch a cinema movie, I could, could, could go online to a streaming yeah. service. Yeah. But well, I, I think that they, I think it's just it is, you know, I think that the Kardashians, that that group in general are very smart or we can just give Kris Jenner all the all the props if we want to. But she either way, they're very smart in taking advantage of an opportunity and building it into what it is. You know, I mean, why not go for it? Right. And if you, you look good and you and you're OK, you're consenting and you're cool with utilizing your looks in a way to market products and whatever, well, hell, more power to you. Yeah. You know, it, it's a double-edged sword for me because as a father of a young girl, I have a daughter who's nine years old and I look at these celebrities and the way they treat social media and it terrifies me because of all the body image issues, the, the issues that come with body image stuff and in the uh, completely unobtainable lifestyle that is usually being promoted by these large social media accounts, you know, lounging half naked across a Lamborghini when you're going to your thousand dollar a plate dinner. It's ridiculous, right? Flying private all the time. It's like, oh yeah, you know, great. right. But, oh. but, but, but <laughs> to, to, to Brittany's point, you know, I don't blame the celebrities for doing it. 
I, I'm just, it's very interesting to hear someone say, I want to be an in influencer when I grow up, it's you know, like a job, a, a job that job. I never had the opportunity to, to say when I was like, younger. Kind of like, honestly, it's kind of, think about it this way. If I can like maybe put on terms that like, think about magazines. I mean, they've been around for a long time. You pick up a Vogue magazine or Cosmopolitan magazine or whatever kind of sexy. I don't even know. I don't, you know what I'm saying? And you're going to see the girl laying across the Lamborghini, Philip, like you said, or, or whatever it is, like for the kind of magazine. So it's always existed. It's just that now we happen to be able to pick it up in our hand and look at it anytime, anywhere, all the time. I just think that access is what makes it so wild and so different. You know? Yeah, I, I agree. You no longer need to have it on the shelf as you're checking out at the grocery store because it's it's in your it's in your hand in your pocket, you know, on your tablet, on your computer. All oh no, long. it's going to show up before you pop your credit card in. You've given me a really good idea and, and a lot to think about because I was thinking about our our, our friend uh, Cristiano and his underwear across his bed, and mm -hmm. and I was thinking about you. Know, He's so good at pulling it back because yeah, he honestly, he knows how far I was going, and now. He's Honestly, Tommy John, Calvin Klein. He's like reeling me back in. If you're out there, if you're listening, you have a tragic, tragic problem not representing the dad bods. So I'm willing, <laughs> look, I'm willing to fill that in. I, I was going to say I work cheap. Sexy but, neighbors don't knock. You know, I was going to say, I was going to say I work cheap, but with, with the coming of the metaverse and all of that, I think there's a, there's a big space. So Brittany, you can teach me to protect myself and ask for what I really deserve. And Tommy John, Calvin Klein, Let's goggle up, baby. Let's, I'll tell you, you know, what. I, I'm, I'm ready. Oh, okay. Piggybacking on you, Philip. I'll even trim my belly hair. Br I'm ready to go. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that one. Okay. So, Brittany, for your listeners, if they have a photo that they would want us to do, we maybe we'll do it. I, I'd be curious. Ooh. And especially, you know, I don't have any kids, but I know you said you, your daughter you mentioned. And, and uh, Brittany, you have kids, too. Mm -hmm. Do you ever worry about what they're getting from social media? I, do, I don't worry about that. Well, first of all, my kids don't have um, phones yet. They're seven and 10. And they, even if they did, I wouldn't, I would be, I'm going to be like some psycho. Uh, they can't have their own like TikToks and crap like that because it's just not, to, you know, it's just not right for, for them to be so little and be able to just access anything in my opinion. But I will say I'm an interesting example because while I don't let my kids just scroll in the internet and, you know, on their own, I let them be in some of my content. And I actually, have a video that has gone viral recently on Instagram Reels of me and my daughter, and there's a big old. Was it the Snoop Dogg? It's a Snoop Dogg video. Yeah, and I saw that. There's a big old f bomb and another big old f bomb, and she could hear it, you know. And I've warned her. I talked about. We talked it out. She's a little performer. She likes. She likes to perform and she likes to be in these videos. So I oh, let her kind of. I kind of let her in some of them, depending on. But this one, I was like. I was like, man, Snoop Dogg says like a major, like motherfucker. Like, really. <laughs> I, I thought it it's, out. And then I it's thought, like in his repertoire to drop that, that I word, mean, like every other word. Like, this is no. just me as the kind of parent I am. I'm less concerned about language than I am about other things that they could be exposed to. That's just me. Like if I had to put them in an order, right? So like, I'd rather them hear Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy in a movie, maybe dropping F-bombs every other word, than maybe watching something super scary that's going to give them nightmares on it. That's just me personally. Right, all parents are all different, so I'm Mom, I, the motherfucking monster scared me, <laughs> right? But so, so, I, so I wonder, I said, Look, there's you know, there's F words and blah blah blah. Do you want to do this video with me? And I we talked it all out, it was all cool, and she's like, Yeah, cool. And so we did it, and and 
it's funny because it started to gain traction and, and it's got, I don't know, the last time I checked it has 600,000 views and it's funny, wow. it's funny because I was waiting for the hate, right? I mean, come on, it's a mom who posted a video, a Snoop Dogg with F-bombs and her daughter's right there. And it took a while, but it started rolling in. But what's so interesting is I've gone viral plenty of times now to where you don't take those comments the same way. Like I will cry laughing. I mean, I have one guy say, <laughs> I can't see, I can't even do it without laughing. He's like, this is horrible. I feel embarrassed for you. Um, people t tell me something's lame. The word cringe is really popular right now. I don't know if y'all are aware of this. It's like a youngster's word. Um, uh, uh, cringe is back. <laughs> oh, cringe. They, people tell tell me that I'm cringe um, on certain things. Oh, you know? okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah, say, yeah. And, um, we, use, we use cringe. Like, and one, one guy said, um, if my mom cussed around me like that, I would slap her. <laughs> So, so basically my opinion is mixed is that I, you can see, I have a good sense of humor about these things now is that I feel like good for you. I, yeah, no, they, they don't know me. So I can't take it personally. Like it's such random weirdos, like in their basement, uh, you know, um, but some people do though, that, that becomes the danger though. That, no, no, and that, totally, totally, totally. Yeah. And I'm a grown a person and I, and I can handle it, of course. And some people can't, and that's a whole other story. But as far as the kids go, I just feel like I'm just taking it one step at a time, like everybody else. Like I personally don't care that my kids hear a bad word. So that part was okay with me, but I don't want them to see or do this. So I'm going to work on that. And every parent has to go one step at a time because we didn't live through this. This is all brand new to all of us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really you, is. How about you, Philip, with your kiddos? I mean, I know you said you're worried about your daughter. Do they ever like look at any social media ever? Yeah, every once in a while, she kind of catches me looking at some social media and she'll and she'll ask about it and look at it and ask if she can have like an Instagram or a TikTok. And my answer is always no. Um, she does have access to a tablet of her own that I've got on lockdown, right? So yeah. she has to ask for permission for yes. X, Y, Z. But it's amazing because to your point about we don't know really how to do this. We're all sort of learning together she's getting it from other places that I've got to be careful about now that I never would have expected, you know, these online connected games, these games within Roblox yes. and Minecraft and Roblox. it's terrifying. Right. And it's so addicting. And the kids, you can't completely say no because it's to the point where even in my daughter's third grade class, literally every single student is playing these games so you can't have the one kid who's like well my dad says no and then it's like sure. shoved off in a corner somewhere but you have to kind of get involved and try to control it it is really difficult it's i was really about to say to because it was probably when we were growing up it was more if you were getting outside information from someone it was usually coming from someone at school or someone's big brother yeah exactly you, like yeah. your circle of the, the like the, like a parent's like circle of like honing in where that problem was was probably a little bit easier not that they had an easier time, but it was probably the, the search was a little less. But like you said, Brittany, it's like in their hand. And, you know, we, we used to steal my buddy and I used to steal his dad's Playboys. You know, I mean, course, to, to, but, but we, you know, had we been had we had a cell phone, we would have been probably downloading it, too. Yeah. You know, you know, I mean, heck, I remember I remember when uh, when I had my first uh, prodigy online connection back in. The oh, thank God you used 90s, to pee. Right? <laughs> and, and, and we had dial up modems fairly slow ones. And I remember trying to get like nude photographs and stuff because my parents had no idea how to control that. And like, ha there. like, like it's coming yeah. down and you're like, oh, it always scrolled from the top. 
<laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Make no mistake. The developers absolutely did that on purpose. They're like, oh, there's going to be so many 12 year old boys just freaking out, just waiting for like the top of a nipple before they hear their parents come and storm it up, you know? And, and the photos were black and white and they were grainy. Right. But you're like, like ICQ messenger trading information for yeah, like, the best. You could have sketched one better than oh, that. Totally. Yeah. They're like, dude, dude, if you wait like an hour and 10 minutes, you get to see a whole breast. Like, oh my god! You know, freaking out. But what what's amazing about it in today's world, when it comes down to the kids, is that you think about you bring up the the influence your your buddy's father's Playboy magazine or whatever hustler that you're trying to go find. When it comes to these kids, it's exponential because each kid is either directly connected to a vast worldwide web, or they're only one connection away from somebody else who is who's willing to give them access. So it's it's at all points in all places that it comes in. I actually think though that kids are a bit more resilient to it than we would have been because they, you think it's just, it's, there's, there's so much that they just can't handle it. Used I don't to think it they, you know? Yeah. Used to, it's a better well, way. To maybe. Put it. I don't okay. think so they can't handle it. It's just sort of second nature. So I remember my, my nieces and my nephews, they're anywhere from 16 to early twenties. And I remember watching them become really tragically addicted to things like social media and their cell phones and these online games. And it was sort of this wild thing that happened to them in their teens that my, my brothers in this case didn't really know how to handle, right? They were, what, what do I do? How do I get my daughter, my son to step away from this stuff? But when it comes to my daughter's generation, they've been around their whole lives. If I tell my daughter, okay, time to put the, the iPad down, right? It just goes down. Maybe there's the, oh, dad, five more minutes, but there's never a, a reaction or a big- It's, like, it's, it's not new. It's, it's, not, it's, it's new. not new, yeah. Exactly. Whereas with my, my niece and my nephew, that was like asking them to cut their arm off at, at first. It was a really difficult thing. So I think that the, we're adapting. The society's adapting to it. Kids are adapting. I'm a little bit worried about this whole thing with the metaverse and VR and augmented oh, reality yeah. because- Oh yeah, I know, right? I yeah, you you think you think that Instagram hasn't shifted yet, man? Wait till we. Wait I mean, till, I saw, I saw a headline do. the other day that was like, uh, Mark Zuckerberg thinks that we're all going to live in the metaverse. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Mark. I think Mark Zuckerberg needs to put the crack pipe down. With that being said, like we say, Mark, <laughs> he reached out to neighbors on dog. <laughs> right, let's talk it out, buddy. <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll have a little therapy. <laughs> But it's scary, but it's scary because Brittany, you coach people all the time, sort of how to handle themselves on social media and how to handle not only, not only driving their audience as appropriate to them and their brand, but, but, you know, just how to handle the overwhelming nature of social media. Right. I can't imagine what it's going to be like when, instead of going to Kylie Jenner's Instagram page, you go and you sit down in her living room couch and look around her her space with your VR right. goggles and you know what happens if you can pay money and have an interaction. With no, we, we've, we've actually friends. talked about that. We had an episode about that, you know, like, you know, the theater going experience, you know, yeah. going into this VR, you know, where, or the movie going experience where you can sit and Luke Skywalker is right next to you, you know, so, you know, like, you know, so it just, it's endless possibilities. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't, look at possibilities i mean that's the only way we continue to advance yeah. but it it just it depends where when are we where, where's the line right where's, where's the, the line, line? Yeah. that's you know true. What else that's is endless? True. 
terror. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you you guys, this was so much fun. I'm so glad that you guys came tonight because I haven't laughed this much in a while. So I appreciate it. I needed just a good old fun conversation. Um, but before well, I- hopefully we weren't too, too rough on, on, uh, on social media. Like no. we, we, we really do love, I mean, we really, we use it. We, we use love it. Every day. We use it every we day. Every we love day. it. No, and we no, we love that you're it's, it's working in successful ways for you, for your business. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's wonderful that that's happening. So. Yeah. Well, thank you. And it's no, it's, I, that's exactly why I wanted y'all to come on because I love just to hear like a different perspective on it. It's really fun. And I know so many of the listeners have had so much fun and related to a lot of what y'all have said, including loving the Muppets. I'm sure there's a lot of Muppet lovers out there. Um, before- thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, maybe Star Wars. Um, before I let you guys go, please tell everybody, and we'll put it in the show notes, of course, but remind everybody again, how they can, uh, follow you all on social media if they want to find the show website anything like that sure you know what you can just find us uh uh you can go to neighbors don't you can go to www.neighborsdontknock.com and you can get links to our social media there you can find us on any of your podcast platforms yeah follow us on instagram at ndk podcast uh, or twitter at ndk podcast as well yeah um, you, you know, down our YouTube channel, we're kind of our TikTok now. as well. <laughs> yes, we did the tick of the talk. We did. I love it. Well, I, love it. well I, I did. I want to see all of the neighbors don't knock TikToks. Like it's, it's got a nice know, to it. I know. You know, we're we're hoping to we're we're really enjoying uh, a lot more of the video play and and hoping to uh, start and begin to expand our YouTube channel you know, neighbors doing things and, and having fun. And, you know, eventually we'd love to, you know, take, take our show on the road. Yeah. Brittany, I'll tell you what though, before you kick us off your show, I just had an idea. If, if weird Al Yankovic happens to listen to your show, uh, you know, a, a, a parody cover of material girl. Yeah. Madonna's the whole material world, material girl thing. He didn't do that already. No, but if he did digital world, digital girl <laughs> as a meta cover. Oh, uh, pretty brilliant. Can, can we get credit for that? I'm weird Al. Al. <laughs> digital world. You know, just put us in the, just put us in the real. <laughs> Just an Instagram reel. I mean, genius idea after genius idea tonight. Well, <laughs> thank you guys so much. Everybody listen to Neighbors That Knock podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Go find the guys, follow them on all the places, especially on TikTok. We're waiting for the show on TikTok, everybody. Um, thank you so much. Apparently we got to get on that now. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Brittany, Thanks, thank Brittany, you so much. So much. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.